0: ever. Misty Gilbert is about to come on here in just a second. Misty W Gilbert. Can't forget that W because she's a powerhouse. And make sure you stay tuned. We're going to have a lot of fun. Let's talk to you because you're an influencer. You're a world changer. You are becoming your greatest possible self. However, I can support you in accelerating that, being more effective being more clear on who you are and what you stand for and how to make a big impact in the world. Let's talk Send me a message if you have any questions. I love having conversations with people off the marathon in Messenger and just supporting however I can. I am like a big, huge, enormous fan of voice messages, so I'll send you back one of those and bring the Chris Burns energy. That's just who I am. So would love to hear from you. If you want to get on the 12-hour marathon, you think you're a great guest, would love to hear from you about that as well. And then last, if you're ready to launch your podcast, be in the influencer, be in the platform host and having this value to add to other powerhouses in your industry then i would love to support you in doing that as well let's get in touch you can find me on instagram at i am millionaire chris facebook.com forward slash th3 burns and you can send me an email as well chris at beergps.com. looking forward to hearing from you next up is the itunes review of the week let's see who is by this week it's by mr brian kelly from reach your peak authentic and energetic chris is uh Chris is as authentic as one can be. He loves helping people and his energy is infectious. Watch this show if you want to become your greatest possible self. 100% keep watching this show. And if you want to give us a review, get get a chance to get shouted out on a future marathon, go to beergps.com slash iTunes, and give us a review there. Or you can also subscribe, let us know what you love, what you want to see more of on the show, or just contact me personally. I appreciate that as well. Let's keep growing on this journey together. I'm going to introduce Misty in just a second here before that, grab a piece of paper, grab a pen, be ready to take notes because Misty is going to drop the authenticity, just like real raw truth bombs right on your doorstep. And it's going to be epic. And I know some of this stuff that she's going to share, you can apply it instantly. You can go start sharing. You can like live these principles. So grab a piece of paper and a pen, stay all the way through till the end of the interview. Cause the, these like These truth bombs, like, I've had her on twice before. She just rocks the house. These truth bombs are going to blow your mind. So stay tuned, and let's introduce... Misty W. Gilbert, because Misty was born and raised in California, and she has resided in Texas since 1997. She's been an entrepreneur for 15 years and has 22 years experience taking healthcare professions, entrepreneurs, and individuals from the pain of their chaos into clarity to transform beyond their circumstances. She openly lives and breathes her inspirational journey to live intentionally in freedom, vulnerably sharing details of how she overcomes events from her life while authentically living out what she teaches you will be both grieved and inspired by her painful story to move into a beautiful life transforming path of your own her courage and passion for life and love of of others is absolutely exhilarating i've experienced it firsthand and we are blessed to have misty with us here today misty you ready to rock the house superwoman
1: I am, Chris. Grateful to see you again and be on your show.
0: (laughs) Greatest possible self. Let's go. And I also, before we start, Misty, I just want to shout you out as one of the greatest connectors, encouragers, supporters. You just like are constantly empowering this show to grow and blossom, like recommending awesome guests. You are so well connected and you just like who you are, such a bright light. You attract powerful, epic people to yourself. So I really want to acknowledge you for that just to start off.
1: I love to connect people. Uh, we all need connections. Yeah. And, you know, part of that is getting to know people and then asking them what they need. But just like sharing in people's lives. And, uh, yeah, I'm grateful to have connected several people to uh, your show. And I look forward to connecting some more. So anybody out there that knows me and is hearing this interview and wants a connection to Chris hit me up with a message because I'd be glad to do an introduction (laughs) let's do
0: it let's make a bigger impact together because we can't do it on our own it really does take a village takes the entire world stepping up into our greatest possible self so Misty let's dive into the one thing and let's hear your perspective on what that means for you
1: Well, uh, the one thing I think for me is a a combination of things, but one (laughs) of my favorite quotes is from the slight edge, simple disciplines done consistently over time produces Mm. results. And I love that because no matter what area of your life you're looking at that you want to improve and you want to create traction and results from Mm. a simple discipline, one little thing that you do every day and you build on that foundation, Mm. whether it's business, whether it's relationships, whether it's communication, whether it's finances, whether it's your personal health, whether it's uh, learning a new skill, whether it's um, getting rid of stuff in your life, whether it's a minimalist journey or moving Mm. um, anything. I think that, a simple discipline. We make it complicated by trying to look at the whole plan. Mm. And having a plan is great. Um, setting forth goals is fabulous. I'm, you know, very much into having goals. But I think a lot of programs teach goals so far in the future. People become obsessed and overwhelmed by uh, how do I actually implement this? So yeah. my one thing would be keep life simple yeah. and look at how, what's the one thing you can do next to move yourself forward. Um, So on on a growth mindset, I would say that's the one thing. But on a life mindset, I would say um, learning to treat yourself with kindness. The more kindness you have for yourself, the more you'll have for others. Mm. You never know what somebody else is going through. You don't know their experiences. You don't like know their life history. Mm. And usually they have a story. They have a limiting belief. They have an experience that has shaped them into who they are. And that is impacting how they relate with you. That is impacting how they communicate with you. That is impacting the decisions they make and the lack thereof. Yeah. And so I would say learning to have more kindness for yourself will allow you yeah. to have kindness for others. And that kindness is love.
0: Yeah. I love this. This is this is gold. And I, I really love how you focused on simplifying things. That is so powerful. And I also love the the kindness. I, I've really been characterizing it as grace. I think they're really similar and really related. Um, but it's like the grace to just allow people to be themselves and not judge them and not like make them wrong for however they show up, whatever, whatever nonsense in your mind, in our mind, in my mind that they might be experiencing or exhibiting, like Mm -hmm. to just say, Hey, like, they're going through something like they're on yeah. their journey. They have whatever reason for them showing up like this. Nobody chooses to do worse than their worse than the the best that they can. You know, everyone's doing the best that they can with the knowledge, the resources and the skills that they have in this present moment. So it's like to have grace, to have kindness and to, to really just allow people to be themselves and to just hold love, hold a loving space for them to be themselves. And And one thing I also wanted to mention is your, ability to hold a space for people being their authentic selves is incredible I know we were talking about someone in our both of our lives who you just like hold massive space for because you could relate to this person so much and I was like man like the amount of work and internal work and shifting and mindset stuff that you've done on yourself to be able to hold that space is freaking massive so I, I just I really I really acknowledge you for that too
1: thanks Chris I I I would say there's two sides to that. One mm. is I didn't have that space held for me. Never didn't mm. feel it anyway. If it was given, I didn't feel it. It wasn't given in a way that I resonated with. Mm. I don't think I was given it, but I will allow <laughs> that potentially it was there and I didn't see it. And so it has driven me to be that to other people, right? Mm. Um, and the only way too that you can be that to other people is to be it to yourself. Mm. You can't give up a resource to someone else. So if I don't give m- myself the space to be me the space to fail and to flaw and to make mistakes mm-hmm. and to show up in a way that I really don't want to show up and is not in my core values, my core integrity, my core purpose, mm-hmm. and the dreams that I have as a friend or an entrepreneur or anything else. Then i'm not going to be able to give you that space if i'm holding judgment for myself Expectations for myself perfection for myself performance-based relationships for myself. That's exactly how i'm going to relate with you But if I give myself the ability to have the space to be me And to process through my own emotions that come up my own energy my own traumas my own limiting beliefs and go, you know Ask myself the questions just like I would ask you and give you that space to come to your own awareness and your own enlightenment Um, and largely because I think that's how God works with us, right? He puts little reminders out there to us, but he allows us to absorb it when we're ready. And some of this was reinforced to me by a, um, communication and relationship conference that I went to workshop earlier this year. And one of my greatest nuggets have taken from that conference was not everybody is able, willing, or ready So just because I'm able, willing, or ready to communicate with you, Chris, Mm. just because I'm able, willing, and ready to help you move through a limiting belief because I did, doesn't mean you are. And when I give you that space to be you and realize you have your own traumas, you have your own memories, you have your own fears, you have your own self-sabotage or whatever it is that's keeping you in a shell and not allowing you to live that life intentionally and freedom to experience the ultimate things that you want out of life, being your greatest, best self, which comes into being love, being kind, um, not living a life in anxiety, able to be that full alignment and connection and joy that you have from your heart. But you have to have the space inside for you to be able to process that energy and to be able to do that. You have to do it with you first or you won't do it with someone else.
0: I'm curious what what your opinion is on – because you mentioned as, as like – I I heard God as like a big, um, big conduit, a big resource to be able to break through challenges and blocks. And I personally believe uh, recently I've been surrendering more to God, source, universe, creator, whatever we want to call it. I've been surrendering more and having more faith and not trying to control everything and not resisting what is and what's so, and like how my life looks today so that I can stop fighting and just allow and just like when I allow, when I just let go of trying to control everything, then things start to flow and I let go of the the traumas, the breakdowns, the heartbreaks and I make room for more greatness, more abundance, more happiness, more joy. I'm curious if you found something similar to to that in your own experience of creating big shifts and breakthroughs in your own life, kind of like surrendering to something bigger and putting your trust or faith into something bigger. What What's your pr- perspective on that?
1: Well, I think it's it's like a lot of things, yeah. um, it's two-sided because I think there are things we can control and mm-hmm. usually we're trying to control the things we can't control mm-hmm. instead of controlling the things we can. So surrender doesn't mean that you don't take action. Surrender doesn't mean that you don't move forward and take a next step, whatever that is. Surrender doesn't mean that you just sit on the couch and go, I'm leaving it all up to faith and prayer and God and you know whatever happens, happens. It is realizing what is in my control. It might just be my spirit. It might just be my attitude that I have control over, not the circumstances or the results that I'm really trying to create, right? Mm. And the other side of that is I believe that when we realize that all things are working for my good, mm. right? Life isn't happening to me. It's happening for me. And if I see that even the bad things that I'm wanting to control or I don't like Mm. are happening to move me to a space of something else in my life, I then am not fighting it so much and trying to control how it happens. I know the end result, even if it's painful till I get there, is still going to be good for me.
2: Mm.
1: So to me, the surrender is more not fighting and going through such deep Roller coaster ride if you will right Mm -hmm. knowing the life is going to have valleys and hills and valleys and hills This is the journey instead of getting so ecstatic when i'm on a hill and so low when i'm in a valley Mm -hmm. That i'm able to see that This is a process. It's a journey. It's a walk And i'm i'm surrendering to the path I'm surrendering knowing that today. I will get the strength the encouragement the enlightenment That I need and the grace and the joy and the love and the happiness and all these things to propel me forward along with painful experiences,
2: Totally,
1: right? So whether you look at nature and or you look at a a child being born and the development process, I feel there's lessons in both. Hmm. A child is going to fall down. You can't prevent them from getting on a bike and never falling off. You just can't you can't prevent them walking and never skinning their knees skinning their nose. It's not going to happen So you take those two adult level scenarios, right? um It's probably never gonna be something you never experience of your bank account being overdrawn It'd be great to say that never has happened to anybody But you let it happen once and then you decide what you're going to do about it Instead of fighting and you surrender to okay this happened now. What is it in my life that? I'm going to do to implement and change and create a discipline Mm -hmm. to bring me back into the alignment that I want. That's bringing me the connectedness and the alignment with who I want to be in my finances and how I want to live my life. And that brings joy and peace Mm -hmm. and no anxiety that my bank account's overdrawn. Right. Um, And you can take this to any, anything I feel in relationships, finances, fitness, health, like every aspect of life. It's, Mm -hmm. it's learning to surrender to what can i control and what is really out of my control whether you you uh even use that quote um gosh my mind just went blank but um surrendering to the things i cannot control and um you know what, what i'm trying to refer to um
0: serenity prayer yeah the prayer. serenity prayer yeah, yeah 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 so
1: you know what what are, god what are the things in my life i can change and control and what are they what are they not mm. and and that distinction helps me have more peace and yeah. surrender to the journey. And if I know every painful thing is bringing me somewhere else, it's just like in the body, any dis ease in the body mm. is an alert that something's out of alignment. Right. right? Mm. So physically speaking, when you're constipated, it's an alert. There's something that needs to be happening for your body. There's a blockage. There's a, there's a, an, and so same thing with anxiety. There's a, a feeling and an emotion that's occurring in your body to let you know Something's not getting the attention it needs whether it's more rest whether it's more kindness um There's a lot of things that that create that but anxiety steals your breath It feeds fear it destroys your trust in your faith and it weighs down your heart And it leaves you in a state of unrest. So if you if you realize to surrender it's not to fight the anxiety
2: Mm.
1: it's to surrender to my breath, so that it's not stealing my breath. Mm. It's to surrender to the fear. I am afraid. Acknowledge I am afraid. Mm. Now what am I afraid of so that I can move mm. past the fear to the next step? It's not um, ignoring that this energy has happened and saying I'm wrong to feel this way, which is mm. what most people do. They feel that negative energy is something that they need to fight. Yeah. And so when you say surrender to it, they kind of get scared because that feels to them that they're releasing their power when actually you're gaining your power mm. you're gaining the tools and the strength to move you to the next thing because it'll move you out of that place of unrest
0: well i want to i want to dive into this this is great because i hear the anxiety being a response to to fear to uncertainty to whatever might be coming up and i know that that in our biological pro- programming there's what fl- fight f- flight or or freeze or, um, you know, like whatever, there's like different programs. Mm -hmm. And so I hear surrender. A lot of people when they hear that they think, oh, just put down my weapons, put down my control, put down my responsibility and be a victim and just get ran over, you know, like basically by life, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's not what it is. So that they, they think they either do that and get just be a victim and get crushed or they think they have to fight back. So what is it that that is being activated in trusting in, in allowing in like having faith that oh I can just I can feel it. I can feel the fear. I can acknowledge that it's there. What would you say is the, the response that that is if it's not fight, flight or freeze?
1: One, acknowledging the emotion to start with, right? The more that you fight the feeling of fear, anxiety, the more you're going to continue to simmer in it. Hmm. It's more. It's going to continue to steal your focus Hmm. because it's what's controlling your mindset. It's what's stealing and affecting your communication. It's affecting your relationships. It's it's acknowledging that internal expression, inner feeling. That's a disconnection from what you really want Mm. the Mm. anxiety. You really don't want anxiety, right? right? But the anxiety comes because you're not accepting reality. What, what are you ignoring currently in this moment? Mm. And it generally is a deeper layer. Anxiety is a surface feeling. There's a deeper layer, whether you're not feeling good enough, whether Mm. you're feeling backed in a corner and stuck and everything's out of your control. Um, And most people don't realize that anxiety is a choice. Mm-hmm. They wow. think life is coming at them and, and this is not something they can control, but they actually can. Because the more that you open up to the fact, I am feeling anxious, mm-hmm. what's causing me not to feel, an- what is causing me to feel anxious? You know, do I know what I really want? Mm-hmm. Or am I fighting figuring out what I really want? I've, do I have a fear of change? A lot of times anxiety comes from a simple fear of change. Wow,
0: And, um, and it's a response, right? Whatever, whatever life gives us, we can be resourceful in our responses and we can say, hey, I'm going to respond to this in fear, in fight, flight, or freeze, or anxiety, or I'm going to respond to it in love, in acceptance, in acknowledgement, in awareness, in compassion, grace, whatever, and I'm going to love it and then respond powerfully effectively with what is my next step instead mm. of those unserving emotions?
1: Well, a difference that I look at is I don't feel that they're unserving emotions. Mm. They have a per- they have a purpose. Okay. Because if we only believe positive emotions have a purpose, we will mm. always fight our negative energy. Mm-hmm. Um, nature brings negative things, whether it's a tornado or a hurricane, um, Even lightning and thunderstorms and things right that that you could look at negative except at the same time It takes all that to water the earth It takes all that fires have to come for trees to burn down and and their seeds to be Rescattered and and the forest to grow at a greater dot. There are certain things that nature teaches us teaches us have to happen Hmm. For the life to be sustained if we look at those things always being negative, we will always fight negative energy but if we look at a battery has a plus and a minus, and it takes both energies to actually create the energy that we want to exude out, right? Yeah. Yeah. The end result. So I think some of it comes from we fight the negative energy. So the surrender is really learning how do I tap into that negative energy, be aware of it, feel it, and ask myself, what am I really wanting to create to flow it? Mm. Um, the more we fight it, the more we're stuffing it back down inside and the more we're going to feel intense. We're going to feel that pain because we're fighting instead of surrendering. I'm anxious. Hmm. Okay. I want to take a three deep breaths right now because I'm really anxious. Right. Hmm. And then, and and do it again and do it again. And if three is not enough, like keep the cycle. I I train doing three because the cycle of three works really well, but do it again, do it in sets of four or whatever you have to do, um, to get to a point that you reset and, and, and plug and do that five minutes of meditation and prayer or journaling or whatever. That's also going to help you disengage, but not disengage where you're shutting off the energy, but allowing yourself to go, um, where's the fear coming from? Usually anxiety is a base of fear. Um, a fear of the unknown, a fear of the results not coming to be exactly what you want, whatever it is that you're wanting. Um, and a lot of times it's simply a lack of a vision and clarity as to where, what it is, You know, not just even clarity as to knowing what you want, but what is the the long-term vision that you're really trying to create and how can you use this moment of tension to get more clarity around that? Yeah. Um
0: that's, this is good. Yeah. Uh, this is gold. This is gold. So um, I know you work with businesses, you work with authors, speakers, coaches to help them, um, you know, really be empowered and transform these stuck emotions or yes. resisted emotions, anxiety, stuff like that. Um, yes. Tell us a little bit more about what what the power of having that vision is or how they can get clarity on the long term to really move through whatever they're dealing with currently.
1: Most people... Um, we'll spend time creating goals, mm-hmm. uh, creating a vision, whether it's a mission statement, um, a vision statement, a personal, personal or business, yep. but a lot of times they don't go to the next level after they have written out this one paragraph, three page, three paragraph, full page paragraph, mm-hmm. uh, document of, you know, however intense, cause I do teach different layers, a short version, a, a longer version, and then a full blown version. Of
2: course.
1: Um, is they don't really then go, okay, how is my life living in alignment to this?
2: Mm.
1: And back to what we opened with, with the simple disciplines, what is a simple discipline that's going to move me closer to my vision? Through motivation, through inspiration, through encouragement, through an action, uh, through my community, through coaches and other people speaking into this, through something I need to change in my life. Mm. That stuckness comes when we've made a great statement but we're really not living in alignment to it. Mm-hmm. And I don't care what business you look at, who you want everyone to take, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to name any, but if you were to take any, any small or large company, they have a great mission statement on the wall, but do their customers or their clients feel that? Mm-hmm. Do your employees feel it? Are you living it, breathing it, being it on a level that they're absorbing who you say you are? Mm-hmm. And there's all of us become out of alignment. We can get in a rut of things and, and the stresses of life can create anxiety, overwhelm, um, frustration. We can have things that become so intense that even we as business owners who've created this vision get out of alignment with it. But the stuckness comes when we don't trust that what we've said we believe in, we can actually carry out. Mm-hmm. And we're afraid that, um, to move forward and take any action because maybe something hasn't happened how we want. And maybe we don't see things working out for our good. And maybe we continually are feeling attacked and that life is just coming at us. It's such a tsunami that we're not able to differentiate those emotions and and continue to create positivity in the midst of the angst that's happening. And so that is pulling us away from the vision of who we truly are Mm -hmm. and where we're trying to go. Mm -hmm. And so... One of the things through creating the vision it, to me is to, again, recenter back to asking yourself questions. Mm. What am I afraid of? And what is the vision I'm really trying to create in my life? Mm. And what's one step that I could take? And in that process, you're going to uncover, am I hiding behind a mask? Is is my vision mission statement really like a cliche thing? Or is it really who I want to be? Mm. Okay. And then always asking yourself, am I living it, breathing it, being it? That's a quote from Trent Shelton, one of my favorite motivational speakers. Um, He's here in Fort Worth, Texas. Amazing guy. Amazing guy. But he always says, live it, breathe it, be it. And I think that's a good question for us to ask. You know, just like at the beginning, we talked about one of the other things. I feel the one thing is being kind. Hmm. Am I living it, breathing, being it? If I'm not then I'm out of alignment to who I want to be and I'm not connected to my heart and I'm going to feel that disalignment and it's going to create tension mm-hmm. in my in my soul and then in my relationships with other people.
0: Yeah. I, I love this this is gold Misty and <laughs> I want anyone who's watching right now because we got Charla we got Megan Lexia we got Janet welcome welcome all y'all thanks for being here uh, take Absolutely. a screenshot of this if you're live or replay or podcast take a screenshot of this tag me and Misty Misty is at Misty W Gilbert uh, and I'm at Millionaire Chris so you can find me on Facebook whichever you prefer take a screenshot tag us and let us know what your biggest takeaway is from this what are you in alignment with what are you standing for? For me, it's greatest possible self. You know, like that. When I created this brand and this podcast, like I had this incredibly high standard that I now get to live up to, that I now have the opportunity, the the blessing to live up to. It, and it was challenging. It was like, especially in the beginning, like there were some things in my life that I was that was totally out of alignment with greatest possible self. And so every day, it's another opportunity to like really ask myself: Am I being it? Am I living it? Am I breathing breathing it? Am I becoming it? Is Am I in total alignment with it? And there's always room to grow. And like now more than ever, I feel more in flow with it because I've really, I've done a ton of work. I've asked myself, what am I afraid of? I've had like powerful, deep conversations that are super duper uncomfortable, but... <laughs> It also helped me to break through those things. It helped me to, to not feel so ashamed, feel so guilty, put some, such a negative charge on what I was experiencing, the reality that I was perceiving, the stories that I was making up about what was going on. So uh, such a powerful um, process, Misty. Is it is.
1: And to use you as an example, if you don't mind, yeah. part, of, part of that when you're saying your dream is to be your greatest possible self you're going to continue to go through layers of discovery yep. as to who you are at the core and who you want to be. And so that alignment comes when you acknowledge, hmm. you know, I might be 10% towards where I want to be. I might mean 70% towards where I want right. to be, but those other, those areas, whether it's 90% off or whether it's 30% off, it doesn't matter. I'm always at a point in time, I can make a choice to recalibrate. And I can always refocus and come back to either reading your mission, vision, personal statement again, or analyzing the results of your life. Because I think it's there's different ways that it happens. Experiences come into our life to give us a rude awakening yeah. and go, oh, hello, this isn't what I want. And then there's other things that we need to actually sit down and whether it's quarterly, we review our goals and track our progress and where we're making progress on certain things in our life and go, yeah, I'm on target, and other ways go, mm. Lord, no, I mm. am way off target. This is, I'm scrapping this, right? Mm. And all of us have to do it at different levels and, and take that bold leap of faith to say, No, this is not me. This is not who I want to be. This is not what I want for my life. And sometimes that very choice is going to feel very scary. Mm. Um, I'm coming off of having spent the month of July cutting out a lot of things for my life because I needed more time to create that clarity and that focus. Mm. I was feeling tension. I was feeling some angst and frustration in business. Things weren't happening like I want.
2: Hmm.
1: I can stay in that energy or I can go peace out. Peace out. This is not working for me. Right. right.
2: right.
1: And yeah, it felt scary to tell clients, I'm working bare minimum hours because I need all the hours I can get. My business hmm. is, is still wanting to thrive and grow beyond certain levels. But sometimes you have to look at it, what do I need to change? What do I need to prune? Hmm. What do I need to say no to? what is maybe was great serving me for a long time, but maybe yep. this is not serving me anymore. Like mm-hmm. it's not, I've got new goals. I've got new purpose. I've got, or, or other opportunities have presented themselves yes. and in order not to create that anxiety and that overwhelm and that stress by putting too much on me, mm. I've got to back up and cut this out and cut that out. And that's where the alignment knowing how do how much do you want on your plate? Mm. And, and how do you want to live your daily life from if you focus on it on a daily basis, you know how you're going to spend it weekly, you'll know how you're spending it monthly and you'll know mm. how you're spending it yearly. Yeah. But a lot of people think that oh, I'll just let the day happen. And you can surrender and let a portion of the day happen. But if you yeah. let all of it happen, you're not going to get where you want to go. You do have to have a plan for your life.
0: Yeah, this is this is gold. It's like big flashing image came up in my mind. I was working with a client for about a year and I love all people. And so I really love to help and work with people who are like, I need help. Right. And so yeah. one of the old clients I was, I was working with, she was an older woman and she wasn't like super powerful with technology and her brand and social media kind of things. And so she was, was only able to invest like a minimal amount to just keep working with me on a a biweekly basis. Right. And I recognized after like a year of working with her, I was like, I love you. But you're not someone who fills me up. You're not mm-hmm. someone who lights the fire within me to to step into my greatest possible self. You're not challenging me to grow. Like I feel like I have to kind of come down to your level and and like make myself smaller to mm-hmm. be able to continue to serve you, rather than someone who's running and I have to like keep growing myself to make sure that I'm staying like effectively ahead of them. Keep evolving. Keep studying. Keep investing in myself and my own growth. So I think that there's probably a lot of people out there who. Who are settling for less than they they know they deserve, but they just don't know what that clear thing is. And so I'm I'm grateful because I recognize I love working with people who are already on fire, who are already hungry to change the world, who are already like lit. And I just get to pour the gasoline on. That's what lights me up. But everyone's Mm -hmm. different. Everyone likes different things and um, has different priorities, different pace of of their life and how they want to grow, how they want to serve people. So it's just really powerful to get that clarity. But I found it through doing what I didn't like to do. And it sounds like you really found that clarity through saying okay, how am I actually feeling with these clients? How am I actually like, do I feel really connected to my purpose or do I get to create some space and make room for something else?
1: Well, and to do what felt very irresponsible because Mm. society teaches you to keep taking action, keep taking action, just keep taking action and bulldoze through it. And I'm going to tell you some of the surrendering is to surrender to the tension and mm-hmm. take a step back, like I said, and take three deep breaths. And then I look at what is my ideal client. Mm. I want to work with people who are, you know, hey Misty, I got your email. You're miss, I'm missing an attachment. Like, did you forget to send it, or did it just not attach? Or, you know, like, can you check on this? Versus the ones like I had last week, you know, tell me I'm the most difficult person to work with, and blah 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 <laughs> blah. And in the end of a fifteen minute conversation, I'm in tears, right? Because wow. it it hit me hard. It hurt. Because I'm bending over backwards to try to do my absolute darndest for this client. I want clients that go, Eve, let's just say I, you know, fucked up, okay? Mm -hmm. And didn't send the attachment. Mm -hmm. Why not give me the benefit of the doubt? Mm -hmm. Why not have that kindness that you want me to treat you with? Treat it with me and create that connection, create that, establish that relationship, though I believe in you. I know you've got my back and you're trying to do the best for my business. and it's not like you to forget something. Did, did you, you know, like instead of assume mm. that I, you know, I'm a horrible person and I dropped the ball and I didn't do what I said I would do. And so, but what creates anxiety is we have a fear of letting go of those kinds of clients that you're talking about, mm. right? Because we want to help them. We want them to succeed. But like in every relationship, it takes two. It takes two to make that happen. And like I said earlier, that big nugget I got from that relationship communication workshop is not everybody's able, willing, or ready. So like with this client, he's not able, willing, or ready to communicate with me on that kind of a professional level. And either I can stay in fear that I can't replace him with somebody better, or I can believe that I deserve better, which goes back to why most people ever why they settle is they don't believe they deserve better. Right. They don't believe they're worthy. They don't believe that that something's out there. Everybody tells me I like with dating, right? Last me my experiences with dating. Mm-hmm. Isn't it hard to find somebody? I said, if you tell yourself that, it's going to be extremely hard. Yep. You're just making it hard for yourself because you're already eliminating that you don't even really believe in faith that somebody's out there. Mm-hmm. So same thing with a client or for you and a coaching client. You know, mm-hmm. if, if you think it's going to be hard to attract those people, even if they're an elderly, elderly lady that doesn't know technology, <laughs> that you can't find those people that are going to be lighting your fire back and, and working as a team and collaborating together and creating that connection and that joy and that purpose to both be yeah. finding your greatest possible self. Um, I believe it's a daily process.
0: Definitely, definitely. And also surrounding yourself with the right people because for me, Petia, my girlfriend, she's been like such a huge mirror for me to be yeah. able to recognize my value. You know, I've had coaches, I have, I have people all around me who like do that too. But for me, it was like someone who I could be super intimate and trusting with, you know? So anyone who's listening or watching right now, like find that person, whether it's Misty, whether it's me, whether it's your brother or sister, probably not most likely, but hey, you know, who knows? Um, <laughs> find that person for you who you can just totally be you with and who sees that that greatness within you, sees the authentic self within you and calls yeah. that forth, calls your greatness forth through the the shit that you gotta deal with, through the yeah. the the muck, the the mess, the anxiety, the stress, the overwhelm, the breakdowns, all of it. Find the person who's gonna like love you through it all.
1: You're right. Right, and and you are right. Family is usually not because they're so closely connected to you, blood wise. They know your, issues. they know your, yeah, they know your hot button. They know your hot button. <laughs> they know what triggers your trigger, and they'll trip it as often as they possibly can. Which, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, it, it's harder to grow until you've done yeah. the work on you, and yeah. then realize that every relationship that comes into your life is there to grow you. But you have to be very intentional to it because they're going to continue to stepping all over that hot button yeah yep.
2: but you know
1: it does help when you have somebody like you do have even as a girlfriend because yeah. she she loves you so much she wants the ultimate best for you and that means that she's going to have your back on on a level that even me chris is it's, it's a different level Totally, she's okay. going to have your back on a different level than i will as your friend it yeah. just it just is yeah
0: so, and I appreciate that because I think not, it, it wouldn't be an experience, an adventure for life if everyone was at that level of commitment, you know? Like that's, that's just not how our society is. That's not how humanity is at this mm-hmm. current level, right? And I think everyone has their own agendas, their own priorities, their own, their own source, their own guidance system and soul. And, and we can't expect everyone to be there like that for us. But we do get to trust that there are those people and I feel abundantly available uh, for us, you know, and they're in different levels of course, but the people mm-hmm. who are like good people, who have integrity, who are ethical, who are like kind, generous, giving people, there's mm-hmm. an abundance of them. And so mm-hmm. if we believe the opposite of that, like everyone's out to get us or, you know, yep. nobody's trustworthy, then that's what you'll, someone will continue to attract. Um, exactly. but I, I know you and I choose to believe that there's an abundance of really good people out there and we just get to keep showing up and connecting and and, and living in our gifts so that we become even more magnetic and, and we get to really cherish those relationships and, and uh, develop them even more.
1: Well, we get what we focus on, Chris. Mm. So it's more than believing it. It's what are you focusing on? If you believe like after a weekend of some shootings that the world's a horrible place and everywhere you go, everybody's out and they're going to kill you, mm. you're going to go out defensive with that kind of energy. But if you believe that yes, there the world has people out there that are doing destructive things, and if you see them as hurting souls, that's what they are. Their their inner world is in such chaos, and such turmoil, and such pain. They're inflicting it on everybody around them. Yeah. So choose to surround your pe- yourself with the people that you want to be like. I mean, I didn't start. Just being this person, I, I started learning and growing and hanging out with people who challenged me past my limiting beliefs, past mm. my fears, past those things that were holding me back and keeping me small. Whether it was my limited thinking about myself and, and need of change of the power of my words and affirmation statements, mm. um, whether it's a belief that God really does love me no matter what has happened to me or will happen to me in the future, and no matter what choices I've made. Um, I know you have a bit of a faith-based background just like I do and I I think a lot of people have so much anxiety over whether they are doing God's will for their life. Mm. Instead of really believing that you can't we say it but people don't live it, they don't breathe it, they don't be it. They don't believe that they really can't make a mistake. Mm. Not really. They think they can screw up. And they think that if they do, they're going to lose that connection in the relationship. And a lot of people do because people are living performance-based relationships. If you, if you meet my needs, Chris, then gosh, we're friends. This is the best relationship ever. But the minute that you screw up, well, this is over. Out of my life. Get gone. Right? And that's not life. But if you're, if you're reacting to all your relationships that way, that's what you're going to experience back. Because life is a reciprocal exchange. Whatever you give, you're going to receive. Well, people are like, well, I've received a lot of bad. Are you saying that I've dealt a lot of bad? It, it's not even, Stephen. Okay? Mm, quit, mm. quit the rule book. No. I've received a lot of bad too. I've had some really shitty experiences in life. Yeah. And some of them feel like they're out to destroy me. But I can either look at that focus or I can change my focus and remember That I'm going to get what I focus on. Even in the mess, there is a blessing that's come from it. Even my my client that filed bankruptcy last year and owes me a lot of money. I've met people through that experience. I now have had two work opportunities that have come from connections of people that worked there. That I would not have had if I hadn't worked there. Did they produce the same amount of money? No, not even remotely, even close. (laughs) But they're a connection. There's yeah. something that brought me to the next phase, and all of it bleeds together like a puzzle.
2: Totally, totally.
1: Whether you look at you become like the five closest people you hang out with, which I believe is a Zig Ziglar quote or um, Jim Rohn. Jim Rohn. Um, I say, don't limit yourself to five people.
2: Mm. Mm.
1: Keep mm. adding, keep adding to your circle. Build True. the biggest community you can online and offline. Yep. I know a lot of people feel online uh, social media is fake. I, I say it is if that's what you believe it is. Wow. I've created a, pr- a persona online and offline that's going to be exactly the same because I want how I show up online to be the exact way you feel me when you see me in person. Yep. The space I hold for you online, I will hold for you offline. My integrity online, I will hold offline. My authenticity, on- authenticity online will be offline. My joy, my passion, my happiness, and even all my pain. Mm. You're going to see it online. I'm not going to hide that from you. Mm. In one of my interviews before, I told you the reason I believe that we need more of that. I think mm. that's what helps people feel we can give them that safe space yeah. is when we show both sides, because we all have a light and a dark side. And every day has 12 hours, roughly, of mm. sunlight and 12 hours of darkness. So even God designed the earth to be in a cycle of light and dark, light and dark, light and dark. What are you going to focus on? The night when you're sleeping, or the day when you're awake? It's your mm. choice.
0: Mm. Mm. And it's the focus. I, I love, I love the empowerment that comes from that saying. Hey, I get to choose what I create more of. I get to choose what I bring into my life even more of. And I think a lot of people might be afraid of that responsibility of that power. They they might not believe that they're ready yet. They might not believe that they're enough. Like like we said, there's lots of root core issues that they might be dealing with. Mm-hmm. What would you say are some of the best ways to address those root issues that are causing like the surface level anxiety and different problems that some people might be experiencing? I'm sure it's case by case, but how would you go about addressing that, Misty? Number one,
1: go go straight towards what you're afraid of. Mm. If you're afraid of posting a picture of yourself on social media, do it. If you're afraid of writing a question or a, uh, a paragraph about something that you think is going to be controversial, do it. If you're afraid of meeting new people, go to an event where you know nobody. Mm-hmm. So you are forced to not be a wingman on somebody else where you are forced to get out in your shell. Mm-hmm. Do the things, the very things that scare the hell out of you. Do them, do them. Mm-hmm. I love it. Um, and through that process, it will force you to ask yourself questions and face that energy of in what's going on on the side. Because all the way there, with your whatever it is you're doing, you're going to be dealing with your emotions. Mm-hmm. You're going to be dealing with that anxiety that that you're afraid of. And and the other thing is, ask other people questions. Whether you're afraid of, you know, owning a home and buying a mortgage. You know, what's the process? How do you do this? Um, how do you do better interviews? If you're trying to get a different type of job, you're trying to level up in a, as a leader. How do you become a leader? What are the greatest books or tools you used? I love, I mean, the internet's a great resource, but I love face-to-face conversations yeah. where you can ask people these questions and you can learn their inside story because everybody has one. Mm. Anybody that has, has done much with their life and even those that haven't done a whole lot have something to share. Everybody has something to teach me. Yeah. So, I don't even look at just the people that I consider above me, whether you want to look at leaders like Tony Robbins and Wayne Dyer and Jim Rohn and Zig Ziglar and all these very profound personal growth development connections and leaders. Mm. There are people that do sales and marketing or that work in a human resource department that can teach me something about communication mm. with employees, communication with vendors. Everybody has something to teach me. Everybody.
0: Wow. And it's, I think it's, viewing the value in everyone but that I think that can only happen if we first see the value in ourselves like I have something to to offer to the world like how can I see and acknowledge my value even more and also in that process how can I be grateful and appreciate what other people also have to offer whether they're at where I want to be or not where where I want to be quote unquote you know
1: I I agree, Chris. Like we said earlier, you can't give what you you don't have inside. Like you can't give love if you don't have it. You can't give kindness. On the flip side of that, when you're starting like I did Mm. at one point in time, not believing I was good enough, not believing I had skill sets anybody would want, believing I always had to perform for value, for connection, for relationship. I would say the flip side of that is don't wait till you feel good enough. Mm. Yeah. connect with those people because by the process of continu you're going to build your own confidence you're going to build your own strength and you're re- going to realize you have it in you and you're going to discover the the abilities you do have and and the good that is in you
2: yes
1: um but if you're always are feeling i'm not good enough it's going to hold you back and and if you wait till you do feel good enough you still won't take action no Right. Well, I,
0: I found that like celebrating others really makes me feel better, you know, like especially in the beginning of my podcast, like when I was feeling like I was comparing my numbers to other people who've been at it for, you know, four or five, six years or whatever, like I was really struggling with that. But then number one, I concentrated on, well, I'm taking another step forward. If if this interview impacts one person's life, like mm-hmm. hallelujah. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you. I'm grateful. My, my work here was a success. Is there yeah. a room to improve? Of course. And the next, the thing took the next level for me. So I started celebrating and appreciating and blessing when other people had the results that I want. So Lewis Howes, dude, you're reaching millions of people a a, a month with your podcast. Mm -hmm. Like, dude, you are so incredible. I acknowledge that that's, that's Mm -hmm. epic. And if you can do it, I can do it. So thank you. Thank you for being an example. Thank you for being a, a, a pioneer and a charger. Like, thank you for showing me it's possible.
1: I think some of that comes though. And at whatever point I'd be interested to know, too, for you, when you Mm. got that confidence level, because people say, you know, to me, you do great interviews, Misty. When are you going to get your own podcast? Mm. Well, what if I don't want my own podcast? Like people assume different things, right? They assume that to be a a star or to be a leader or be an influencer, you have to have your own following, your own thing. And just like you, Mm. I want to touch one person's life and be a ripple effect. I'm not into yeah, if I someday end up with millions of followers, so I do. That's not my goal. My Mm. goal is every day I want to impact one person. I want to make a difference in one person's life. And if that is accomplished, I consider it a success. It's not, to me, if I have 10 million followers, Mm. 100,000 followers, I had 50,000 followers, I had 2,000 followers. You know, A lot of people get speaking engagements and stuff based on their followers on Instagram, Mm. on Facebook, and I feel to me like, let's look deeper at the core message. Let's look at the impact they're trying to make. I mean, if we say you become like your five closest people, let's look at the five closest people they hang out with and how are they influencing each other and helping each other. Let's make let's make the metrics a little different instead of focusing on something that really doesn't matter. I mean, I don't know if you saw an article, I should share it with you, of a lady who had 2 million followers and she wanted to launch a t-shirt line. She needed 35 people to buy this Initial T-shirt to for the branding company to produce it. She couldn't get thirty-five sales.
0: Oh my gosh,
1: (laughs) two two million followers. So I tell people, you know, I love Lewis Howes. I think the world of him. Yeah, but if it's not changing people's lives and it's just numbers, which Mm. I'm I'm not trying to say his isn't because I think he's doing a great job. I'm saying look deeper into what's the message. It goes back to that vision mission. And personal statement about mm. yourself. Are you living it, breathing it, being it? And how are everybody else interacting with you and feeling your message and resonating with your message? Yeah. So little off, little off target. I love it. No, I love it. I love, started, it. I, love, but- I love
0: the the numbers and how what we think is is important to us. Like we find out that it's, it's not really. And going back to your question of when did I really get confident that, okay, you know, I'm doing one person at a time and then, you know, to start blessing other people's numbers. That was like, you know, I was still focusing on, like, healing my number shame and my unworthiness, like, into the end of last year, 2018, you know, like, like, comparing myself, like, this isn't enough, and then at some point, I just started reaffirming to myself, I'm, I'm enough, I'm more than enough, like, I, I am just, like, overflowing with love, with value, with, like, there's, I'm, I'm infinitely valuable, and I really just started, like, receiving that, owning it, being it, like, there's no, there's no amount of money that could, that could contain or match who I am, my soul, my presence, right? Money is an arbitrary thing that people decided on. And I am a human spirit. I'm a soul. I'm a being, you know, it's like infinitely valuable. So it was definitely a journey though.
1: Well, and what you just said validates what I said earlier is you tapped into that anxiety. You Mm -hmm. tapped into the disconnect that you were feeling you tapped into getting clarity about what do I really want? What is my message about? Is it about numbers and following or is it really about who I'm impacting and being my greatest, best self possible self and helping other people to be their great possible self. And how do we, you know, I think of, I love your, the GPS thing because there's so many scenarios from that. So if you were just <laughs> going to say, open your Google Maps, it's your GPS and it's going to take you somewhere, you know, you have to tell it where you want to go. Mm-hmm. It's not going to take you where you want to go to your destination. If you don't give it a little clue, number one, address and location, where are you going? Right. <laughs> and then you can choose routes. Do I want to avoid tolls? Do I want to... Um, Make another stop? Do yeah. I want to see the traffic patterns and I'll leave at a different time of day? Like, yeah. all of those things affect yeah. getting to your destination. And you can say I want to go straight there and all that, or you can say I'm going to stop and I'm going to enjoy the journey and I'm going to take pictures of scenery along the way. Right? Yeah. Stop and get food. You know, we have options. Yeah. Um, so I think all that recalibration. You get stuck in traffic, it recalibrates how long it's going to take you to get there. It's yeah always recalibrating and I think our lives are the same way and people get frustrated and stuck back to your question of what makes people stay stuck Mm -hmm. when you have an expectation GPS said I was going to be there in two hours and 35 minutes and Mm. I'm now going to be three hours and 45 minutes right so understanding what feeds into that ability to navigate myself forward Mm. um, how much is in my control so like in that scenario, if you're going to be an hour and 10 minutes late, how much of that is in my control? Could I have left earlier? Did I do enough planning or is this really completely out of my control? There was a fatality and you're stopped on the freeway and there's no getting off on a service road. And I have no options, like literally. Like, um, so a lot of that anxiety comes from us acknowledging what's in my control and what's not and then surrendering either way
2: yeah.
1: um, to the next step. Yeah. But um I think people fight being themselves hmm. and that mask that they wear keeps them in a face a state of anxiety. And so they're unable to tap into what they really want because they're afraid to figure out what they really want. Hmm. They're afraid to acknowledge it, to voice it. Yes, And they don't believe that, again, they're worthy of whatever it is that they want. I put the other day a, a quote out that you deserve um, everything you want. Um, something to that effect. Do you believe it? I wish I'd have looked it up because it's really yeah. good. Yeah. But I got a lot of comments of people not agreeing with me, you know, because they feel like our whole uh, framework is built around grace. Everything is, we were given it by grace. And mm. it, the, my argument is, it's a gift. Mm. Are you going to go, I don't deserve this gift? Like if you were giving me a gift, Chris, I can say all day long, I don't deserve it. How does that make me feel? How does that make you feel?
2: Terrible. <laughs>
1: I mean, you know, if, if, if you if you played the lottery and you won the gift of winning a million dollars in the lottery, it's still a gift. You didn't deserve it. Even if you bought a mm. ticket, you didn't deserve it. Mm. It's a gift. You, you didn't earn that one million dollars. You paid whatever you paid for your lottery ticket and you were the winning person that got the gift of the, of the lotto. Mm. So to me, it's like you still deserve that gift. God yeah. so gave you that gift. Yeah. You can stand all day, say all day, I don't deserve it. It's by grace. It is by grace. But that mm-hmm. gift of grace is something you deserve because there was a price for it and it's yours. So mm-hmm. sitting here, help oh, us by grace. I don't deserve it. You're, you're feeding. I'm not worthy. I'm mm-hmm. not good enough. I don't have value. And you had value because there's a reason you were given the gift.
0: Yeah, and I think what you said earlier about like voicing it is super important. There was a I was doing the guided facilitation hour earlier today, and I had people write down their vision one year from now. I said, "You want to know how to like make this thing come to reality ten times, a hundred times faster? Take a picture of it and put it up on social media and share with people like what you're actually wanting. And mm-hmm. don't and like see what happens. You know, don't don't filter. Just put up your raw, real desires. And when you can like live with yourself, knowing that there's going to be people who think." oh that's ridiculous there's gonna be people who judge you there's gonna be people who are like talking nonsense there's gonna be supporters there's gonna be like yay go yeah. for it cheerleaders There's gonna be all those I'm, people
1: i'm a huge advocate of that yes. um i know jack canfield teaches not to do that because he feels that when you put out your exact goals you receive more negative towards you and you get more attack um But Glenn Shepard, he's not really well known, but he wrote a book, um, how to be the employee your company can't live without. And it rocked my world in 2008, 2009, Mm. when I was still an employee of another company, I was the accounting manager of three locations. And the book impacted me so much at Christmas, I bought it and gave it to all, all the employees as my gift to them. And it's something I give my own employees now because there's little principles in it that are good. But anyway, he had a blog and on his blog, You started the year by writing out your goals. And then every quarter, he checked in with you via email and you could email him back. He did this for free, didn't charge anybody. But just like you were saying, I posted those on my blog and I also put them on social media. Mm -hmm. And there is, there is power to your words. And by proclaiming to the world, you're going to do something. I even feel it yesterday in putting my latest uh, business headshot out Mm -hmm. and saying saying my website is going live because I've had some, some, tension i've had some procrastination around this hmm. um having fired my website guy last december and it there's just it's getting somebody new and spending three times as much as my budget and blah blah blah, 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 blah. like me saying yesterday it's launching this month like the commitment to myself hmm. i'm launching this this month like there is no more procrastination on this this is happening hmm. and so there is there is huge power not just in writing out your goals and putting a date to them but actually even letting other people know what, what inspires you to do.
2: Mm.
1: People, we are inspired by each other. Those five people you hang out with, ask them what their goals are and their dreams are. You can You can cheer each other on. That's what we're here to do.
0: Misty. This is gold. I know that there's people out there in the audience who want to continue their journey with you. They want to have a conversation with you. They want to follow you. They want to connect with you. They want to find out how can they get the more Misty in their lives, so to speak. And I know we talked about authenticity. We talked about business strategy. We talked about helping authors, speakers, coaches be more of their authentic selves. Tell our audience how they can continue growing with you, how they can work with you. What are their next steps?
1: Well, on every social media platform, you can find me by my name, Misty W. Gilbert, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Pinterest. (laughs) Um, I would love to have a conversation with you. I do a Monday night call sharing each other's lives. where We just get to know each other. So shoot me up, hit me a message and let's connect and get to know each other and see how I can support you. Even if it's just as a friend and to encourage you in your journey. Um, If you want to work with me, we can talk about that too.
0: So, Misty, you're a powerhouse. I freaking Thanks. love you. Thank I you love so you much too. Can't wait to see here. you in a
1: couple weeks. <laughs>
0: yes, yes, I'm coming to Vegas to see you. So have an amazing day, and we'll see you All soon. Right. Okay. Okay. Bye. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for tuning in. Right now, we've reached the end of this episode, but this is the start of a whole new beginning. Each and every moment, you have an opportunity to rewrite your story. Right here, right now, decide and commit who you are going to be. Think about how you will use these ideas, wisdom, and inspiration to make the difference in your life. What actions will you take today and every day to step into your greatest possible self?